0: Hi everyone, welcome to Girl Code
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to a new stew A
0: new stew, another stew, so many stews We're stew hopping Yeah, we really are (laughs) But we just finished recording with a very, very exciting guest I honestly think this is one of my favourite episodes so far I love when we say that (laughs) No, truly, like, so we had Jane on from, she's the CEO and owner of ShowPro And she was also just a shark on Shark Tank Yeah um, but it was just so interesting he- hearing her story, and I feel
1: like she gave some really good tips. I feel like everyone will be able to take some good tidbits from this episode, yeah. whether it's productivity, starting a business, even just listening to where Jane has quote unquote failed, you know, in yeah. business and how she has grown and overcome that. And also, love hearing how people doubted her mm-hmm. and how she's kind of mm-hmm. like sticking it to them indirectly now. Um, but I think it's a really inspiring mm-hmm. and great story. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Jane. So I feel like we'll probably just take it back to the beginning. Tell us how you got to where you are today.
2: Um, Yeah, so I actually used to be an accountant and I just hated my job, but I didn't even realize at first because I started working, um, I got a cadetship at one of these big accounting firms. So it meant that I was like working part-time, I was working full-time, uni part-time. And when you're 18 and all of a sudden you have this like permanent full-time salary, and you're—it's just like I was just having so much fun going out, having a salary, wearing a suit. I used to get really excited about wearing a suit, um, and then also like work was then co-ed and I was like, oh great, so we do a perfect. girl school. <laughs> so I was just like so distracted by work being fun that I didn't even realize for like around three years that I actually hated accounting. And even when I was going for the job, I didn't even know it was it, it was an accounting job. I was like, I just want to go work in this big company. And then somewhere <laughs> during the interview process, I was like, oh, what is accounting? Yeah. Okay, we'll just wing it. Anyway, so I was an accountant and I just like realized at some point that I hated it. Um, and then a friend of mine came to me and was like, let's start a, a business. And it was like when we, so basically I was like, yeah, whatever. Like I was just excited to do anything. And at this point, like no one really had businesses. I knew like maybe one guy, like, so it was such a long time ago. It seemed really random, but I was like, that sounds so exciting. Let's do it. So we started this side hustle running pop-up stores. And so we had a pop-up store, Um, in the art house in the city. I don't know. Like that was, this is probably ahead of your time. Okay. Wait, what year was this? (laughs) This is 2010. So the art house used to be like cool back then. Okay. so like like, it used to be a Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to set the (laughs) scene. Oh my God, I'm so old. It used to be a club that we go to on Saturdays. Um, I think maybe even like it was cool. Like it was coming off the end of it being as cool as it was. Right. Maybe like a few years ago it was like, it was all the rage. It's still cool enough. It was still cool still enough. Closed. But it's okay. next to, um, it's next to Pitt Street Mall. So it's oh, like, okay. it would get great foot traffic. And the idea was that because it was quiet during um, retail hours, we could set up these pop-up stores. So we get cheap rent, but, and then we would be bring them like, like customers, because mm-hmm. people will come in and it's an experience. You buy a drink, maybe you'll eat and maybe you'll shop. Um, And then also because it already had a great brand that people were like, oh, there's a pop-up at the art house. It wasn't just like there was a random pop-up. Bit of street cred. Exactly. And then we opened one here in Bondi as well um, on um, Camel Parade. So, you know, we were getting some traction. We weren't really making good money. It was like break even, but it was like, it was still like, I felt the excitement of how cool it was to create something and to actually talk so passionately about something. Um, so we did that for maybe like, I think like nine months. And then I, kind of my business partner kind of convinced me in a way, but I think I, I secretly <laughs> did want it as well, like to just quit my job and work on it full time. And at this point it was... It was so risky because – and it it honestly wasn't the best decision because the business wasn't actually making money. And I I think everyone should, like, you know, at least try and validate the business model. And the business model was clearly not validated at this point. Um, But then I was just like, effort. Like, I hate my job. (laughs) Did you have Um, a gut
1: feeling? Like, you just felt – or were you just like, I just hate my job? I think I just hated my job. (laughs) It was also
2: in the the middle of the global financial crisis. So people were starting to, like – get fired and I, I was Ooh. like, oh they quit before they fire <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> get in early. Uh, get in early. Cause I was just so I was honestly so bad at my job. Like I really am not a good accountant. Um and then so yeah and I just one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna quit. And yeah, I did it. And then uh when I resigned, I spent that whole month, uh I didn't even realize I didn't have a strategy at the time. But then I thought, you know, the one way that we can just kind of supplement the income is to build an online store. So, cause, because the pop-up store was only open on like two, two days a week um, for each store. So like only four days of the week, only within these limited hours. I mean, I don't need to tell you how retail works, but it was like, I realized yeah. it was limiting at the time. It still felt like that was a, you kind of had to explain those things. This is such a long time ago. Um, and then so I thought, let's let's why don't I build an online store? And it felt really like quite rogue these days, like quite random and a bit rogue back then because right. it wasn't common. Was this MySpace era? Are we it was by- after MySpace. Okay. But the only reason I had any confidence that I could do it, <laughs> it was because I had a pretty good MySpace page. Like I had slideshows, I had music. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I put. She in, can build a website. I put in a bit of time. Yeah. And okay, do you guys remember um, GeoCities or Angel Fire? No, no, no that was okay <laughs> that's I'm a, I'm a different era but that was also we built these like geocd html websites back in high school oh
1: my God, that's anyway
2: cool, um no it was like so stupid just we like had- <laughs> like little blogs that you had to like build yourself they weren't like ready-made templates right. i guess right um but then sorry what was that um and then so basically i spent the whole month building this website taking photos of everything in our warehouse and we had like 50 products in our warehouse at this point no sorry 50 products 50 design different brands so like over 500 styles so taking photos everything building this website and then my when I went to show my business partner after a month of working on this she turned to me and she said Jane I'm I'm over this business I don't want to do it anymore and you had quit your job I quit my job and she's she and she wasn't working at the time so she's like I've actually been job hunting like secretly (gasps) And Jake. she's like...
0: Fake friends. Were you guys, were you guys <laughs> friends before this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we okay. went
2: to... We went to... We actually worked at KPMG together where oh. I was working corporate. We went to uni together. Oh. We actually turned out we went to high school together. But we didn't know each other. She was the mm-hmm. above me. But yeah, so we... Like, and we... You know, she was one of my closest friends mm-hmm. at the time. Um, yeah. And she's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like trying to convince her. And I, I'm not a, I'm not a very, like, strategic person in terms of, like, I can articulate the strategy i think mm-hmm. it's all in there somewhere mm-hmm. but it's like it's a bit of a mess and i just kind of like go and do it and figure it out afterwards so i couldn't articulate why like i was like just look at the look at the website i feel like this this will it'll help work. the business not thinking it would be the business i was just like you know it'll just give us some extra income while we focus on retail you know that's yeah. that's where my head was at that at that point and she just said look jane no one shops online and then she decided to like close the business down well, actually, I didn't have the confidence to do a business by myself. So we had to close the business down. I wonder oh. what she's thinking now. That's what I was going to say. Is this... Are you still in contact? We ha- I have seen that since then. And she's, like, really nice. And, like, she's quite nice about it. Has she ever said, I regret saying that? Um, no.
1: I think <laughs> she's... She, she definitely would. She would every night, like, before bed.
2: I'd be like,
0: God damn. Yeah. Why did I do that?
2: Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so previously, you know... I had everything that I had been working towards, like, cause like, I mean, I have a very like academic background mm-hmm. and you know, we, my parents and I immigrated from China together. Wow. So they kind of like did everything for me. Like they, we immigrated to Australia together when I was eight for me so that I could, and it's just that path of like, I don't know that it's the immigrant child's path. Where, Lawyer, doctor. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 all you do is like in, in High school, no, sorry, even in like primary school, it's about getting into a selective high school, right. and then at high school, it's all about getting a UAI. And then the UAI is to get into university, and that's to get a job. And then I was doing all of that perfectly, and I had the like our the dream job.
0: job, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a big
2: corporate, corporate suits And it was all like financial security. And part of why I think I I quit my job initially was the fact that I started looking at that financial security, like instead of looking at my job as, wow, I have financial security. I realized that because I hated accounting that I started looking at it as a prison sentence. Like mm-hmm. I've got, I don't want 40 years of hard time in accounting. So I was like, I can't do that. So then, but then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, what did I just give up? Cause all of a sudden I threw away my dream job. I had um, invested into that business. All the money I had earned at by this point. What age were you at this point, too? I was twenty, like just turned twenty-four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And That's then so scary. And
2: yeah, and I was, um, and I, oh, oh my God, I can't believe I've got this part. And I still, I didn't tell my parents I quit my job because <laughs> no. I oh, couldn't the tell. Reaction. I could not tell them that I, like, just, I just yeah. threw everything away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, I'll just like all I wanted to do was to make enough money that was enough as my corporate income. And then I can tell them, cause I can be like, look, at least I'm doing something that I'm happy that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, But then when that business failed, I was like, Oh, that's, what am I going to do? So I was like, I, it was rock bottom. And it was also because it was in the middle of the global financial crisis. I couldn't just go get another job. Oh
1: my God. And then I
2: left my previous work in kind of a, so long suckers kind of way I'm I've like I've got a better rich. job
0: now bye guys <laughs> they're not
2: gonna hire me back and I was like you're like oh, please Christ. take me back <laughs> so then I was like in such a rut um and then so you know I think I, I reached out to like one friend that I knew that had a business I was like my the only person I could turn to and I was I think I was secretly trying to get a job from him because I'm like you know I can learn from you also like Maybe yeah, like hopefully just someone give me a job. <laughs> anything. Yeah, anything. And then he kept me like, Oh, I have a friend that wants to start a online fashion business. Why don't you go go meet her? I'm like, No, you're palming me off. Like, that's don't palm me off. And then he's like, Just go, go, go. And I'm like, Oh god, I have no better I have no other choices. So I just I just went along thinking like this is not gonna turn into anything. But then we like headed off straight away and just um. this random girl I just got introduced to and we instantly hit it off and then a few times after meeting after a few glasses of red wine we started show pony which is what show pro was called back then it was just it just like all of a sudden it just happened and at at first I was like you know what like I don't think I should be starting a fashion business or a retail business because I obviously suck at it because I failed but then like now with hindsight I'm like no actually you've just done the best crash course in business possible. Like, for to have invested $10,000 and nine months of your life, that's actually cheaper than a lot of like those masterclass yeah. courses that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not saying it's not a lot of money, trust me. I was like very devastated. Yeah. But actually, it is compared to university. Yeah, school fees. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> the best investment. So, with hindsight, it's like actually sometimes like some of those worst times will like lead to. You know some of the best decisions and best times. Definitely, in your life.
1: yeah. When you—that was a
2: really long winded way of getting there. No, that, we love like, the details, yeah, yeah. all yeah. the details.
1: <laughs> I wanted to know. So you had the first retail business, right? Did you yeah. carry the stock over from there
2: to Show Pony, or what was the? No, um, the stock was like all because the the stock was all completely. Random, Because basically right. we found our suppliers by just going to like Paddington Markets, Bono Markets, and just handing out these business cards, being like, would you like to stock with us? And just trying to make ourselves sound like much bigger right. than we are. Um, and then so we managed to get quite a few suppli- stockers um, – sorry, suppliers – brands to stock with us because they're small emerging labels looking for um, a stockist and so we managed to get all the stock on consignment which meant that we didn't have to pay for it after it sold which meant that once the business folded, we just sent it back to them because we 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 didn't actually pay for them for the stock which is actually one of the great things that I learned to even start Showpro because that when I look back there were so many lessons learned along the way and one of the things was what consignment meant and I did learn that that from my business partner. Her her approach of saying, let's just go and approach people for consignment because we don't have enough money to buy stock and we also don't really know the right stock to buy. So let's just put it out there and see how we go. And then so for Showpo, when we first started, we managed to broke like broker a uh, deal with our first um supplier where we actually bought the stock in consignment. Right. So that's how I was able to actually ad- genius. <laughs> yeah. At this point I was like um I was like, yeah, no. Um I was like sixty thousand dollars in debt because of like a bunch like a bunch like uni debt i had to pay back the job that i quit because like they gave me this allowance that i spent anyway so then i had no money but then i remember what consignment was so i think just and then other things that i learned was like even when we had in for this pop-up store we were just taking any stock right so Mm -hmm. we had um in terms of like and we had homewares we had accessories but in terms of clothes the, pro- the price range was around, like, $50 to $350. Like, that's such a wide range. It's probably too wide for any store to, like, when you try to cater for everyone, you, you're you catering for no one. Yeah. But then found that, that you know, $70, $60 sweet spot mm-hmm. um, of where people were really, like, able to just come in and just, like, buy something that they want without thinking too much about it. Mm-hmm. And that became the sweet spot that, you know, carried forward to shopo
0: did you tell your parents at this point? Oh like, yeah. when did they find no, out? No,
2: no, no. I, at this point, I was still just <laughs> getting up every, uh, getting up um, every morning super early, which like I'm just not. As I we were saying before the podcast, I'm like right I'm am. so not a morning person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting up and just putting on my corporate suit, like a full mm-hmm. like black you know, seven self to, a selfie to <laughs> like- No, I lived at home at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. right. And so so and- you would
0: leave and pretend you're going to work. Yeah.
2: And I'm an only child. So it's like I feel like you get a lot more attention when you're an right. only child. Like, um and my mom also worked in the cities. So I used to get the bus into the city with her. Oh so my- I had to <laughs> I couldn't even go to the park or a yeah. cafe or just like go for a walk. I had to actually go all the way into the city with her. <laughs>
1: oh my god so wow. you like
2: cosplayed kind of having yes, a job
1: <laughs> yes okay so what at what
0: point did you tell them
2: so i officially told them two years later but okay. I, they even like after so they knew i started a business yeah a new business they thought it was a side hustle again yeah and then after a year i told them that um oh i didn't tell them anything i just um i my my boyfriend at the time moved down from brisbane so i just like moved in with him i showed up with all my stock all my clothes we never had this like (laughs) let's live together talk um we just like i just showed up with i'm I'm here i'm here now honey i'm home yeah exactly
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) i gotta stop putting my suit on in the morning
2: yeah and even like a year later um i even then used their garage to start the business to um really grow the business but at that point i told them that i was on unpaid leave Mm -hmm. with um the corporate job just so they still think that there is that financial – like, there's, there's still that job backup. Yeah. Like, I just can't believe, like, even at that time, I feel like I didn't have the confidence to like, even fully tell them. It was even four months after I got the office. Like, I actually signed an office lease. <laughs> oh, which, my gosh. Yeah. I think they probably knew, but I officially <laughs> told them. Told yeah, them yeah. And then told them – when I told them, I was like, you know, it was. I actually started – I told them the full lie Mm. and then they were like, wow, I can't believe we have been doing this for a whole year. I'm like, no, no, two years. (laughs) So even the bus, you you fully
1: fessed up. Yes. But at the time,
2: and then I, but when I did tell them, I, I told them that I was buying them a car and I was going to pay off the mortgage. I don't think I did it. Then I was like this, I'm like, I'm able to do this for you. Like, that's soon."
0: Oh, so how you. long, when you started Show Pony, how long did that take until you were like, oh, this is really going to be
2: something? Or did uh, it go off straight away? No, it really, it, um, it was a bit of like a, so in the first six, after six months, we had some like green shoots of success. So we did this like face of Show, po- show Pony competition and it was watching this like, I was watching America's Next Top Model. And I was like, oh my God, we could do like a competition like this where people can vote because they had this audience favorites um, uh, feature for the first time ever um, where everyone could vote for who they liked via Facebook. And then we started doing it um, and then we ended up getting, we went from 3,000 followers to 20,000 followers on Facebook within the space of a month for free which back in 2011 that's, that's insane. like insane mm. and i think it also for like back then people weren't that trusting of online stores yeah um and online shopping so it gave us like a lot of credibility which was really good but the biggest thing was that it actually taught me what going vi- like viral online meant what social the power of social media like i before i thought it was just like I don't know. I, I just, it, it was at that stage where I wasn't even taking it that seriously myself. Mm-hmm. So that really helped. And that saw us getting some really great sales. But then it just really started to slow down. So I had this business partner, but we actually went separate ways after a year, year and a quarter because, um, sorry, a year and a half because the business was just not doing that well. We wow. were making like five in the month that she left, we made $5,000. Right. So that's like one or two orders a day, mm-hmm. which is like... Really, it's mm. not that much of a business for the two of us have to to have been working a year and a half yeah. into it. She had her own successful business anyway, so she went off and continued doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the next month, when I was doing it by myself, it just it was like magic, and I don't know how. Like, I mean, I do know how, but like, it's you. But no, I think it's the fact that like I just I was it was like I was like it, it's it's this or nothing, it has you know. To work. And I Throw had
0: myself into it basically such yeah. a big
2: fear of failure that like. I was like, okay, the first business failed, this failed. If we fail now, everything would be my. It would all attribute back to me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would be the common thread between the two Mm. businesses failing. And it's that. And then also the fact that, like, I think when, you know, I think doing it by myself, I was able to, like, kind of take a bit more risks because it was just me that I had to answer to. Like, if I made the wrong call, I didn't have to feel bad that it's, you know, that I was doing something wrong for my business partner. I was risking out combined money. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, just let's just, I'll just do it. I'll just try it. And I was able to just act quicker. Mm. And so, you know, we just started doing like literally everything and anything. And I think actually investing just even more money into it. And I think sometimes like a lot of businesses get stuck where they're like, just don't put more into it. And it's hard to invest more money into it when it's doing so terribly. But then I think actually just doing everything twenty percent better just saw like exponential growth. So mm-hmm. from that five thousand, the next month we made nine thousand yeah. dollars, like we almost doubled. And then the next month forty thousand, and then seventy five, and then one forty. So just to have like a five thousand dollar a month business to making like a million dollar runway within six months was just like. That's holy crazy. shit yeah. and I'm still by myself at this point oh my god you must so have been it was so just... proud that you like
1: that yeah $140,000 a month would have been just so, so insane I, yeah
2: it was insane so I was... what
0: did you do like was were you just posting more
2: yeah so I was po- posting more on social media yeah. um I had actually a store in Pitt Westfield at the time as well so that's kind of like where that was became a little bit of a cash cow it was literally three racks of clothes <laughs> like in the bottom basement of the city westville. I
1: think I know where they have all those yeah. that, um
2: the pop-ups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was like That's how crazy. I Actually, got the money be- to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. that was such a little little cash cow for us. Mm. Um it was probably like profiting like $3,000 a week, okay. which from zero was Mm. like I was like wow so I was using all of that money money to invest back into the online business in started doing google ads like this we weren't even doing google ads before this putting more money into facebook ads because before this we were putting 50 dollars a day in Mm. facebook ads so just like investing more and everything got rid of the um removed the free the shipping threshold which at the time it was just a bit scary to do without like you know because it's more common now, you yeah. know? So, yeah, just doing a, doing kind of like best practice of everything. Right. Um, you know, back then we were sort of like handwriting notes, doing like the very yeah. personal touch. Um, I remember once we were just so busy, I had to get my mum to stay home from work. <laughs> to help me write thank you notes and then like at the end of the day i'm like oh my god mom your english is wrong like you've just (laughs) written it all in like chinese broken english and i'm like no rip them we have to rewrite them i can't we can't send oh my gosh uh, anyway it was and then i remember days when we would drive to the post office and uh, to a post box and then it's full so i have to drive down to another post box um, just like So cra- it was just you this
0: whole time too. Yeah.
2: When did you hire someone or when did you know
0: it was time to hire someone to so, come on board?
2: Yeah. So I was really slow to hiring because I was just, so we did have people at the store, um, that we hired. And at this point the girls stole from the store and I just, they just, stole
0: from the store.
2: Yeah. And I was just like, the fact that oh you're stealing from like. Not that you should steal from anyone, but you're not mm. stealing from a big company. Small business, this yeah. is a small business where I'm coming in and I'm collecting the cash and you see me like working so hard. My parents mm. are there mm. helping. So I just was really like a bit burnt from that yeah. and made it made me a bit slow to hire someone for the online store. And then, um, and then also in order to hire you have to put in processes and when you're so busy the last thing you want to do is slow down and put in processes but that's the first thing you need to do in order to start working on the business then in the business or to, like, not burn yourself out if you're trying to do both. Um, and so this is so stupid. But the only reason I was able to do that, um, the, the 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 main reason I started hiring someone was because we had this trip planned to go to Ultra Music Festival in Miami. And yeah. I was, like, I was, like, and that's the thing. At the, at the time we booked it, the online store was, like, if it's making 5K a month, like, that's two orders. I'm, like, mm-hmm. my like my, I, at the time I was, like, my ex my business partner, I didn't think we were separate. Like but she could do it, not a big deal. Um and I was had the money from the 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 little like store in Pitt Street in the Pitt Street Mall. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, guys, I was, I was telling my friends, I'm like, I can't go. They're like, what do you mean you can't go? You have to go. And I'm really like I have a really rubbery elbow, arm? What's the same rubber, rubber arm? Rubber, rubber arm get yeah. yeah. convinced easily. Yes. yes. And then so. I, I have FOMO. So I'm like okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. Fine, I'll hire someone. So I got someone who was working in the store to come in and started working in on, on the online business. And she was literally coming to my parents. So while I was away, she would come into my parents' garage <laughs> and like start working away on the online business. And when I came back, and, and that forced me to put in systems and processes. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I was like, wow, like definitely things went wrong, which is what people are afraid of in terms of handing over things. But I'm like, but we still grew. Mm. That mu- that was that month we were like doing seventy five thousand a month, wow. and the the month before the one forty. So we're like, okay, we still grew. And the little mistakes that happen, like that's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. If you want to keep growing, you have to keep like um, Delegate, hiring, yeah. Or delegating, yeah. yeah. How did you go from show pony to show po? Oh my <laughs> god, this is actually a really, really, really stupid story. <laughs> so when we started the business. We just, like, didn't check. Oh, oh
0: trademarking? simple oh. answer. We
2: did not check. And we just didn't think the business would be as big as it was. Um, and I also just kind of got bogged down by admin with the first business partner. Because she, with the pop-up store, that business partner, she didn't trust Gmail. And not in terms of, like, where, you know, people talk about privacy as an issue. She didn't trust, like... That that things wouldn't disappear. I'm not. I can't even say. I can't. I know. This is. this is a girl that didn't think people could shop online either. Right. Right. Um, So she's been behind. And like, so yeah. Exactly. So um, she wanted us to, with our email, email to our supply, um, to the brands that we're working with. We would print them off and file them into a folder. No. And so
1: immediately no exactly,
2: and there was all this like trademark and blah blah. And I was like, you know what, with this business, I, I kind of went too far the other direction. I was like, we're just gonna go and just gonna do it,
0: full steam ahead, not mm-hmm. checking anything. Like, it should no, be fine. Exactly
2: until we started doing well, and then I think it was probably two years into the business. Did you get an email? No, we just we just started. We started growing. Thank God, we know we didn't. Thank God, um, <laughs> we started growing um more in America. Um, just for because, you know, Facebook is, like, global. And then we realized that there were already show pony stores. They weren't trademarked, but I think because of, mm. like, not to get technical, because of common law, like, just because they were in existence, it is still quite, like, debatable who has rights to it. And there were stores with the name Pony in it. And just, like, with how litigious the U.S. is, I was like, it's just, like, it's too risky. We're good at marketing and branding, so we can always rebrand, but we're not good at law. And like so, we were like, let's just stick to what we're good at and just look at rebranding. And it took three months to think of names. We thought of some really, really, really terrible names. What was and- a bad one? Can you have an example? Okay, this is my this is my general manager at the time. Okay. I, I she came up with Dizzy Thrills. Oh. Dizzy Thrills, kind of like Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> vibe oh. I'm getting. <laughs> Dizzy Rascal, and then we had like, um, Hello Pretty. No. Oh, no. I know Yeah I know <laughs> Hello Pretty is not as bad As what Dizzy Thrill is I feel like there's a Hello Pretty out there I know I It kind of sounds like one. A combination of other brands That yeah. are out there Which we didn't know At the time It was not yeah. was at the time It was just like Putting mixing words together yeah. I mean that could be How other people Think of their names Just the but generators We just <laughs> After all of that We just went like Let's just drop <laughs> the, the NY yeah, yeah. We're like People make up it's names cute. All the time yeah. Show it's is great It's a good name yeah. And now it's great Because we were at the time com. Like it's long now we have the unique domain the unique like like um instagram handle the instagram handle some girl in france had it and we were like please let us buy it from you (laughs) And she just said, said, no, no, no. And then one day she goes, here, you can have it. Wait, what? She didn't ask for money. She's like, have it. I bet she regrets that now. She's probably like, oh. all these
1: people are just regretting the
2: decision. No, it's so <laughs> random. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much, yes. lady in
0: France. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, but it's actually such a great, again, see, not intentionally strategic, but strategically a great move because I feel like if it was – If we stayed as show pony, it kind of, like, there's a certain connotation to that name and would have limited us more to a certain type of, like, clothing because we started off selling more just party clothes. And now we are, like, we do cover a lot of occasion wear, Mm -hmm. but it's also, like, day, party, formal, um, and a lot of, like, basics and casuals as well. Whereas, like, if we stayed as show pony, I feel like it would be more limited to a party category. And it also sounds quite young as well. So it, it actually allowed us to kind of, like, re- recreate what the brand is. So, sounds strategic, but it wasn't intentional. <laughs> a happy accident. Exactly. I
0: feel like you've kind of touched on, like, the things that went wrong, but is there anything else, like, failures or lessons that you've learned along the way that you think, were well, like, yeah, I'm, like, glad that actually happened?
2: Mm-hmm. I have a funny story I thought okay. of, but I don't know if it just seems, like, random. No, tell, <laughs> no tell us. I just It's just the first thing that came to my mind. I, I have a spoken about this for like i haven't even thought about this for a long time but we were doing this competition like back in like five maybe like five years ago and it was we were giving away like a ride to um melbourne cup before before it got canceled don't worry guys (laughs) 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 um before and it was uh, on a private jet and it was with this like company that was offering this deal and so they were like comping it if we were like and it was like a collab And so, and we did a little shoot, and got content and we were pushing it and that was like really exciting. And then, and it was worth $13,000. And then when, once we did announce it, there was a miscommunication between our teams on who was announcing it. So they announced it and we announced it. And then their CEO was got on the flight to go to Miami for a bucks, which is like the longest flight from Australia and was out of this is before there was internet on the on, um, planes. And so we just both announced it and had to both honor that prize. So then we had to pay an extra $13,000 from that little mistake. But then what the worst part about that is the people, the person that got the extra prize, she went on the, we, um, we watched the Insta stories. She barely, she didn't even care about the private jet. She, I think the private jet for her was just like, get like Another get a jet, a jet star flight to the birdcage because and then she was more like it was more about being in the birdcage at which is where the main melbourne mm-hmm. cup thing happens yeah. so that's all she cared about like we could have been like would you like a thousand dollars yeah and then like this birdcage thing like we could have done that without the jet oh my god and i was oh so that's just that's the first thing that came to my mind okay what about flip side what's been some of like the
0: best days that have happened
2: best days i still remember when we made more in a day um than what my salary used to be oh and that was just such a pinch me moment that's crazy that's insane and so we just um went to tetsuya's and like which is it. yeah i love that that was really nice um and i think a lot of it is just like i think having a team just to like share everything with makes everything feel really special yeah um i think the main like i guess the main journeys of how the main milestones of like I guess growing it has been like fighting people, hiring people into the business and I think what what we did at first is you hire like generalists, people who can do everything and then you get to a point where you're hiring specialists and you're like oh wow I'm hiring like adults like yeah. it feels like you know like, when I, did
0: I get here yeah. yeah
2: and I think it's like this like turning point of when you're hiring like not to like downplay anyone's like mm-hmm. um careers but there is a difference between I feel like someone leaving someone with a family leaving their corporate job because they believe in your business to come and work for you that was a huge kind of like turning point of like it's it's weird that you kind of sometimes need someone else to believe your business for you to believe in that yeah so but then that was like a big kind of moment of starting to hire like these professionals um who don't always know what's best i'm Mm -hmm. not saying that but yeah Yeah. that was that was a great moment and then for so long that our goal in business was to get to like a hundred mil um revenue um, that's just milestones. wild. By
0: the way, that's so crazy. And
2: we came up with that because we were trying to hire a CTO, who's a chief te- technology officer, and we went to a recruiter, and at this point it was like a 25 million dollar business, I think. And we were like, "Oh, we're looking for a tech um a CTO to help us do the tech, like build the website, build an app." And this guy was like, "Look, you're not going to be able to find a CTO, unless you make him a co-founder, which basically is saying, look, little girl, like no one's gonna believe in your business unless you give them equity. Like you, you're not gonna get anyone great unless you give away equity because you just have this retail online business. Like God, I'm mad hearing it. Yeah, I'm like, mm. like <laughs> oh, like they could be in these other tech business doing blah blah blah. And I was like, you know what? Screw you. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it by 2020. And so that was like, and that became kind of like our business goal for a while. And we almost got there at 2020, but then COVID happened. But then we got there just shortly after. So it was good. So that was like,
0: yeah. That's amazing. 100? Yeah. That's crazy. Are
2: your parents like, oh, you did, you did it. Like you did the right thing. Well, they, well, kind of. Yes. They were really (laughs) happy. No, no, no. They were really happy. But then for like, until, until I got, until I got pregnant they were like when are you having kids oh, when are you getting married right. so that was like they they still had something to whinge about it was just mm-hmm. like stop working so hard you should be having kids they got it got to a point where like stop working so hard. like I, I don't think my parents ever wanted me to like work too hard they weren't right. they never pushed me too hard they were like i feel like they they called they <laughs> they would call me like a free range asian which compared to like a lot of other asian families that were like you have to study you have mm. to do this you have to get top of the marks like they they were pre- they were pretty chill with managing obviously this
0: is an insanely huge business did you get burnout like how did you manage this whole thing and also you've got two kids
2: yeah what's a day in the life yeah what's a day at the moment? like
0: how do you stop oh,
2: burnout i um <laughs> i work with my husband now so that really helps to have someone that you really trust in the business um be able to so I was just, honestly, I was, I I've only probably missed two days of work. Um, not because I'm not, I'm not like, I just don't get sick very often, but then um, I got sick during COVID, missed work. And then this Monday I was just like really, really hungover and <laughs> I missed work and my Real. husband was able to carry on. And I was like, this is actually great. This is why you have a business. It's Monday leading to Black Friday and I'm just not going to show up. I'm just going to send a little message and be like, "Sorry guys,
0: not coming in." <laughs> and I'm and
2: I'm just I'm hungover, that's it. Like it doesn't matter. Like and I'm like, "Yes, that's why you have your own business." I feel like that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, exactly. Like that to me is my dream. I can stay in bed guys, today. I'm hungover. Not I'm hungover, coming yeah. not coming, but... and you don't know, no excuses. I'm just hungover. So that was great. But um so we work together um and it's, we've, he, he joined the business, like, six years ago. And at first, you know, I feel like everyone would be like, I can't work with my partner. And I thought the same thing. But we work um, – we still – actually, I think our working styles are very different, which mm-hmm. is why we work – that wasn't even your question. So all my days are like um, – okay. <laughs> But actually, what's going? it like working yeah. with
0: your partner? Yeah. Do you um, guys
2: clash? We, we kind of clash in a way that, like, whenever he – because he is so smart when I used to get him to try and help me with my business before he officially joined, we would just end up ha- like having a fight, not not a fight. I'm like, you don't understand. He, he'll want to do it his way. He'll want to like, I like just to like throw things out there. And then like, we find the we find the strategy. Whereas he wants to like be very strategic, like right. where, which is actually great because mm-hmm. now it's like, if we both land in the same answer, like, that's good, yeah. You know that's good, but we kind of like, and now we've learned how to work well together. That and that's taken some time, six years. <laughs> it's, yes, yes, exactly. But um, yeah. So a typical day, like it's um, the kid. We've got two kids, so having to get up um early um depending on uh depending on when the kids get up, mm-hmm. which can be anywhere. As early as six thirty and it used to be nine, I don't know what happened. It's Something like happened. Kids keep it used in. to be great. Um, yeah, so deal with the kids. I mean, no, play with my lovely kids in the morning <laughs> and make them breakfast and drop them off to daycare and stuff. Deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And then I think just like I I've one of the things that's really helped is like I've got an assistant this year and so she's she's gonna love this. She's gonna love that. She got a mention. (laughs) Hi Caitlin. Um she loves your podcast as well, so she's gonna love this. I love her name. Ah, Yes, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then so yeah, I think just balancing between like managing um I the best thing I do now is I don't manage anyone. Besides Mm -hmm. Caitlin, we had this um head of people and culture that um when we were interviewing her, I said to her, I was like, I'm not good at managing people. So I would really love if you could just, like, coach me in this. And she said, "Change your business. If you don't like managing people, then why would you do it? And I was like, wow. Like bulb. Amazing. Yeah. And so we slowly just moved to everyone off that I was managing. And now I don't manage any- anyone. And that's wow. amazing. And that takes gives me a lot of time back so a lot of what I do now is like in marketing branding I used to be more involved with product but I feel like that's they're so well oiled now so I'm just more towards the later part of the process um instead of the whole um journey and then um the content um a lot like being part of the content which I just enjoy content creation so that's I love that and I've got my podcast as well which I enjoy just love chatting to interesting people as well so yeah, kind of like every day, bit of a cliche, but every day is different. different. Um, and we work from the office two days, work from home three days. And it's just such a nice balance to like, you know, get shit done on some of those days and just have those social interactions as well.
1: Do you have any specific productivity tools that you use to run your business that you like can't live without?
2: <laughs> um, Yes. So this sounds very, uh, it's not, nothing that sophisticated, mm-hmm. but I do time blocking using in my google calendar which i just find so helpful and just like taking that time at the end of every day to prioritize for the next day mm. so like no matter how tired you are like say if my kids wake up at 6am i'm not and i'm too tired and i can't think it's all done and so you can just head straight to you know what you're doing and if something happens like if a meeting runs over time like you just know exactly it sounds obvious, but I feel like sometimes like people don't have their shit together because yeah. they're just like, don't have it all mapped out. And this way, I if something happens, I'm like, okay, this gets deprioritized. This moves to next week. This, I'm going to get someone else to do it. And so, and that way I can just like prioritize and get done the important things that need to get done. And I think it's like, I've it's kind of like having that, you know how there's that matrix of like important, not important, urgent, not urgent. And just like. I don't physically, like, I don't actually manually do that, but in my head, I think of things, tasks like that to make sure that I do, do the big important things and not just always rush to the little urgent, you know, quick, like the little fires that you put out. So now she's a shark.
1: Yes. How did you becoming a shark tank investor come about? Take us
2: back to the start. Honestly, I just got a random email. Perfect. I couldn't believe it. And like, even the, and I thought it was a scam because the producer, we joke about it because she wrote in the, um, in the subject line, shark tanks, which, you know how like everyone's getting phishing emails now. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, that's not even, and locked. I locked. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't heard of the production company at the, I mean, I don't really know the names of production companies. I'm not in the industry. So I was like, really? Like, mm. um, and so I did look her up, but I wasn't sure. And then we jumped on the call and she was like would you be interested i'm like yes <laughs> like of course like i without a doubt like wow. yeah so it was it was a really cool opportunity um and previously i had been asked to like go on some like other shows like uh um, celebrity apprentice and i was like i just don't know about like losing because <laughs> you know like because i'm trying you know i think if you actually have build a brand on being a business person. Like you can't just like lose straight away and you could lose. Cause you, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a TV show, you know, mm. like, mm. um, and then, so I was like, Oh, so Shark Tank was perfect. Cause you are a judge. You, you are already like portrayed as a, Authority figure in that space, mm. and then also they asked me to come on like Celebrity um, Survivor, and then I was like, "Oh my god, there's no way!" And my husband's like, um, "You should do that." <laughs> no, my husband's like, "You can't even survive in the city. Like, how how could you survive in the in yeah. the wild? There's mm-hmm. just no way." So, um, it was just a perfect opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, yeah, and I the the whole TV thing was a bit like scary, but um, I feel like they it was a, like an awesome crew like um the production comp- like the producers were like so true to their words with like h- what they were trying to do and how they edited everything and they definitely like made me seem like good I yeah, think. yeah. So no, no really bad good. edit no bad edit like you can't yeah because I was like watching so much maths at the time as well. I was mm. like, oh my God, so nervous. Yeah. How good is maths? Oh my God. I, I won't turn understand. this into know. <laughs> you guys oh my God. I was talking about it. I know. I, sometimes on my, on, on my podcast, if I, I ask people what their guilty pleasures are, and they're like, reality TV show. And then we end up like going Math. to a 10 minute maths <laughs> chat. And like, okay, this isn't actually going to make it, but we're just now talking about yeah. maths. <laughs> or like real house housewives. But anyway. Do you
1: have any regrets from Shark Tank for any businesses you didn't invest in?
2: Um, there were definitely like, I thought some great businesses were la- the Laundry Lady okay. one. So she is, it's like Uber for laundry. Great idea. It's an amazing business, but she wasn't like, um, it was just, I, I mean, I don't know if I have regrets cause I think just like that, that marketplace model is really hard and I don't know if I have the capacity and experience to really help it. But my husband used to work at Uber in strategy and planning, so it, it wasn't so I was like, oh, he does have that experience, but I can't force him into like, he left Uber now. Can't force him back into helping another marketplace. But that seemed like an amazing business. That's the Robert on that episode was like, she came in asking for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Also, that's a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then he came in. He was like, that's not enough equity. That that's not enough ec- um equity stake. So I'm going to offer you a million dollars. So I mean, I wasn't going to do that anyway. So it's like. <laughs> Wow. How much did you end up investing? So it'll be around like probably like two to 300, maybe three towards 300 K. Wow. wow. Because some of the deals don't end up falling through due to due diligence because you have like an hour there right. to kind of like, so the pictures that you, you'll see eight minutes on TV, mm. they go for around 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, wow. So not, so you do, it's, it is quite long. They, and you're listening to like seven or eight pictures a day. So they're really wow. long days mm-hmm. and the girls have to do their makeup first. So it's a really, really long day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, so that's still like not enough time to really, really understand their the numbers, you know, in terms of like looking at their financials, you want to see what the trend Yeah. and like, mm-hmm. as, you know, there's just, it's not enough clarity. And I think, yeah, I mean, this I mean, might sound a bit stupid because yeah.
1: I'm not too sure, but does Shark Tank give you like a certain fund at all to be like, you can use this to make, because what if no one invests? What if yeah. the sharks are just like, I don't, I don't feel like it today. Yeah. I don't, I just, I just, the cash is a bit tight. No, you know? they unfortunately don't give us any oh. money. That oh. would be, I would
2: love it. But Yay, no, they don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. It's um, all do our own money. But I think they do, they do want serious investors and people who yeah. are excited about the opportunity to invest so if you look at the people that they've chosen like it's it is like everyone has an interest in like helping small businesses working with businesses um like so i you know i have my business group called like-minded bitches drinking wine where it's about helping women in business um and you know davy has he has a he does mentoring. He has a thing called Daily Mentors. Sabri, he's he's businesses he prides on how many businesses he's helped grow through his agency. Um and then, you know, and same as cat and then Robert's already he's got fifteen years on the show. So I think they make sure they've tried choose the right people yep. in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, No one's just going to be like, mm, cash is a bit, <laughs> yeah. bit tight this week. I'm just go, no thanks, I'll invest in my own business, thanks. No, no, no one like that. But also, I think they do choose a variety of people because they mm. also don't want everyone, I, I, you know, if everyone gets a deal, that's not going to happen because we, we're not going to... Every you single know, person. <laughs> funds are limited, yeah. Yeah. but they do want to show like an array of like different types of personalities mm-hmm. or like different stages of business, different types. They try... It was really amazing the variety of like, um, not contestants, entrepreneurs they got. Did you yeah. ever
0: get investors with ShowPro or was it completely no. self-funded?
2: It was it was all self-funded. Yeah. And I think wow. that's a great thing about like, I think e-commerce businesses are probably a bit easier in that respect in terms mm-hmm. of, and also fashion because fashion has much smaller minimum order quantities than like beauty brands yeah. where, where they're like 10,000 minimum. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to do it on consignment for those initial stages of stock and then just being able to like reinvest. um. I mean, if we had investors, we probably could have grown faster. But I also think, God, that would be like, it would be a pain to have a boss as well. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. What would
1: your, if someone was starting their own business, who's listening, what would your biggest piece of advice be?
2: I think starting a business is a skill. So it is about like just going out there and doing it and then just getting better at it and just like really taking that time to like, if you make a mistake, if you know, to to just think what's the lesson here and how can I do it differently? And so I know that sounds obvious, but I don't think I even thought about it like this, but it's only when I look back with hindsight, like that first website for the first business that failed, that took me a month to build. And then when I was trying to build the show business that took me, I built that website overnight because I already knew what to do and I knew what not to do. And so that, so from the from the moment we decided we were going to do open, start the show store with my, um, with that girl. Um, we then built, I built that website that night, that weekend I, we had a photo shoot cause I already had the contacts. She had some contacts and then she found the supplier. And then within a week, we sold our first product online and that was two months after my ex-business partner told me that no one shops online. So suck it. But anyway, (laughs) but my point is everything. It is a skill that you learn and you get better at with practice, just like anything. So you don't, some people do get lucky and some people do wing it. Like I just interviewed high smile on the podcast. They're going to make a billion dollars in revenue this year. And I'm like, holy shit. And that's their first business. So I'm like, all right, Yes, you can be that. Some people mm. are outliers, but don't beat yourself up if you're not, because honestly, like it is just something that you get better at. So if you do something now, it doesn't work out, but you think about all the things that you've learned and then go, okay, with what I know, what can I do now? And sometimes it's a pivot and to doing something different, but maybe it's just doing something, doing what you're doing now, but better with the lessons that you've learned. So just get started, don't wait until you're
1: some business mastermind exactly. in your head to get started. Because
2: sometimes also the if you know too much, like it'll it'll scare you. I actually off. heard someone say yeah. that
0: it was like if I knew how hard it was, I wouldn't have started. Yeah. And I was like that's so true actually with yeah, a business. Yeah. Exactly. I could just start going one step at a time. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's a good Yeah, amazing. All right, well thank you so much for coming on. This was so good. I feel
1: so inspired. Hello. No, thank you guys. Could sit here for hours just listening. Yeah. Like, want to know so much. More. Aww. I'll do a part part 2. Part 2 for yeah. sure. All right, everyone. So that's it for this week's episode. We
0: hope you guys have enjoyed this week's interview with Jane. She's honestly such a legend. I love her energy. Wow. Such a boss. If you would like to follow her or listen to her podcast or her socials, we'll leave it in the show notes down below, but it's just at the lazy ceo. We hope
1: you all enjoyed and we'll see you next week's see episode. You next
0: week.